What's going on everybody? Welcome back to The Graveyard. I'm The Graveyard Gamer and in today's episode I'm actually going to be reviewing a pretty cool game and that is Resident Evil 3 The Remake. Now if you've been following my show or if you check out my Out of the Crypt episode, one of my very first, in fact my very first episode of Graveyard Gamer, I reviewed Resident Evil 2 from last year and that game actually got a perfect 10. It was immaculate. How does Resident Evil 3 hold up? Well, back when Resident Evil 3 originally released, I gotta admit, I completely skipped it. See, I loved my time playing Resident Evil 2, and the world of Resident Evil was pretty awesome. Resident Evil 2 was the game that me and a buddy of mine would just compete on. How well we could get through the police station, how fast we could do stuff, and I gotta admit, a lot of that carried over to how much I loved playing it in the 2019 version. But I have to also say, between playing Resident Evil 1 with my sister, we'd sit around her PlayStation and play it, then playing Resident Evil 2, the problem is, as much as I enjoyed those games and that world, I really did not like the tank control system of a lot of PlayStation 1 era games, and especially in the Resident Evil games. I just never could connect to that. But Resident Evil 3 always had a special place in my mind, like something I wish I had played, because Nemesis was downright terrifying. I remember all the ads, I remember my friends talking about him and how he'd chase after you and all this stuff and I just, I wanted to play it but I couldn't bring myself to play it because I just didn't want to deal with those tank controls. So all my friends talked about it in high school. Years later all my friends have talked about it since then. He was pretty cool looking in Resident Evil 2, the movie. But it's just one of those games I never got to play. So all these years later I can finally experience it in a control system that's actually going to work for me. So let's break it down and let's talk about what I thought about Resident Evil 3. Well, let's start off with the graphics. And Resident Evil 2 really set the bar on graphics because it truly is a great looking game. One of the best looking games of all time, honestly. That does translate here as well. I don't think it was a major step down in any way. I also don't think it was a major step up in any way either. That's not a slight. I mean, this is a really good looking game with the only exception being fire. And I don't understand, but on a regular basis, I don't know if it was the color. I don't know if it was too orange, too red. I really just couldn't put my finger on it. But I've heard it from a few friends of mine. But the color just looked slightly. And I mean, ever so slightly off to where it almost looked like it was just kind of not natural in the world uh, as you've seen it. But the actual town of Raccoon City looked great. The design of the buildings, the scraps of trash are like littered everywhere, all really added to this awesome overall look and visual design. The character models themselves were also really well done. I mean, it's really cool when you think back of, you know, these original PlayStation 1 graphics and how, wow, they actually look like real people now. Their character models are just really well done. I mean, that's the best way I put it. I mean, they're really well done. Though I can definitely see and understand why some people were getting upset with Jill's new design. It, it's not how I would have pictured her if I would have thought about that 1999 Jill or even the Resident Evil 5 Jill, what she looks like in this game. It's not a bad thing. It just definitely has a little bit of a tweak to it. Now, Nemesis himself, the guy that I couldn't wait to fight, he actually does look really good, really grotesque. But... I will have to say, I wasn't a big fan of the fact that they, they got rid of like that big trench coat, that big jacket, and he looks like he's wrapped in like a body bag for the most part of this game. Now, 
I'm pretty sure the Resident Evil 3 original PlayStation 1, he had a trench coat, just like in the Resident Evil 2 movie. However, like I said here, it, I don't know if it's a redesign or, or what they were going for, but while he looks scary, he's intimidating, he's freaky, I just think that trench coat would have been really, really like the icing on the cake. But it's definitely amazing when it comes to graphics. Now, the story in this, it's actually kind of basic. I mean, honestly, you wake up as Jill... Uh, you find yourself hunted by a nemesis really quickly, and you're going to try to find some kind of cure to the T-virus before the government's going to nuke Raccoon City. You're going to meet up with a, another unit, and you're going to form an alliance with Carlos. Uh, make some uh, new money-hungry enemy, because, you know, I mean, this is like classic 90s-style writing, where there's always, like, one dude who's just like, screw the world, going to crap, i got to make some money. And all the while you're doing this, you're still just trying to get away from nemesis. Honestly, like I said, it's not bad. It's pretty good. I mean, it, it's right there in line with Resident Evil 2. Uh, I really like Carlos. I thought he was pretty funny, the way they kind of used him in there. I don't know. Again, I've never played it, but I always kind of got a feeling people didn't like Carlos from Resident Evil 3, but I actually like him here. Uh, also, the story's going to take you in a few different places. You're going to go into the streets, which was probably my favorite part, walking around Raccoon City and going into the different shops and the different buildings. You're going to go into the sewers. Uh, you're going to go to a familiar location that I'm not really going to get into here. And then, of course, there's no way around it. You're going to go into an underground science facility because where else would you go into other than an underground science facility in a classic 90s game, <laughs> you know, dealing with zombies? It's just going to happen. I will say I thought Jill Carlos, man, I thought they had some great chemistry uh, the story itself, though, you know, even with them in there, it, it's pretty breezy. You're not going to get hung up in one area too long. Like I said, the sewers, you're going to be in there, but you're not going to be in there too long, which is kind of nice. It kind of keeps a nice uh, change of pace, makes it feel like you're covering a lot of ground, and I, I do enjoy that. And the objectives, you're going to constantly be changing those. You're not going to get stuck looking for one thing too long. Uh, all this, like I said, it makes it feel breezy. I don't mean that in any kind of slight. It just doesn't feel stagnant, which is... Which is actually kind of refreshing because sometimes in these games, you know, you'll go into one area and you'll spend two hours in one area and then 30 minutes in other areas. So it just kind of feels like you just get kind of get bogged down there. Now, this game expands its stories with all kind of notes throughout the game's world that really kind of flesh out the background and like behind the scenes of what was going on. It also includes notes on the different types of zombies and the different types of monsters you deal with, which again is pretty nice because. Without an abundance of cutscenes or story being forced on you or anything, you're still finding out what is going on in this world, what is happening in Raccoon City, and what is the Umbrella Corporation really up to. But let's also talk about some gameplay. So the gameplay is just like Resident Evil 2. If you played that game last year or earlier this year, whenever, it's just like that. I mean, this is third person, camera over the shoulder, action survival. That means you're going to be doing a lot of shooting, you're going to collect a lot of a lot of ammo, health, new weapons, all while trying to keep track of your inventory slots. Uh, a tip that I personally will say is when I'd go into a room, I would open up any lockers, I would check out and see what's out there before I would actually pick them up and put them into my inventory slots because sometimes when you do that, the next thing you know, you kind of ran out of space and the thing you really need is right there and you gotta have it, so you have to permanently drop stuff and that sucks when you have to drop a healing item or some kind of gunpowder that you know back at, you know, your loot box you can actually use to create some shotguns, shells or something. 
inventory management, in all honesty, is pretty huge in this game because some weapons, once you start upgrading them, are going to take up two boxes and all items count. You got a key you need to use in an area or like the uh, lockpick, that's going to use an inventory slot. Also, with that, even your ammo. And the thing is, your ammo can only fit so much in one spot. So, for example, shotguns, you can have 20 shotgun shells in one ammo spot. So, if you get 20 shotgun shells and you find two more, so you got 22, that's going to be 20 in one slot and two in another. So, you kind of have to be mindful of that because you can easily find yourself running out of these slots super quickly. But the cool thing is, as long as you're diligent, kind of searching around, looking everywhere, unlocking things with the lockpick, you're going to unlock new pouches, which actually unlocks new uh, new spots in your inventory and what I really like is it's done in a really nice pace usually about the time that I was kind of like oh man I, I need more spots I would actually get a pouch to unlock a new spot and have that extra slot to use this turned into me needing you know I'd get it's one of those funny things where you're sitting there and you've got eight slots and you're like all right man I'm good man I just had six I've got two more this is awesome and then within like 30 minutes, you're like, oh, man, I could use two more. I could really use two, two more. So I thought it was a nice pace. It never felt handicapped or like you were just crushed. As long as you were kind of smart and kind of paying attention to what you had, I, I liked it a lot. Now, one thing you're also going to be doing is you're going to be crafting. In this sense that you're going to use different gunpowders to make different bullets, whether it's regular, whether it's ones for your Magnum, whether it's one for your shotgun, uh, and there's also other powders and other explosives that you can combine to make different kinds of explosives and grenades, uh, which those explosives and grenades are absolutely vital fighting nemesis and some of the you know bigger monsters that you're going to deal with in this game. But let's talk about what you're going to do a lot of in this game, and that is the gunplay. And the gunplay, honestly, it's pretty tight. Lining up headshots are great. The weapons feel great. They all just feel right. Like when you take a shot, you feel like you take a shot. There's a sound. Uh, there's a response. It, it's really well done. My issue, and I'm going to be honest with you though, it is my biggest issue, are the zombies. And I mean the basic zombies in this game. They're too big of bullet sponges. Now, to be clear, I do get that the bigger monsters should take more shots. Even those pale zombies that you'll come across occasionally, they should take more. But the basic zombies take way too many shots, even headshots. There were many times that I found myself hitting three or four headshots to take a zombie down, and that just didn't seem right. Now, a friend of the show, Lincoln Sponge, he's actually on the YouTube show Gaming with Mr. C. We were talking today. He actually didn't have that problem, but I did. And that really frustrated me because there's a lot of times, again, you're going to be trying to salvage ammo and, and build up a nice supply of it and there's a lot of times i'd walk into a room with a ton of zombies but i'd have a ton of of ammo sometimes i'd be full on everything and there'd be like 10 zombies in that room but because it took so many bullets to take them out i would leave with barely anything honestly the way i would rather have it i'd rather be really tight on ammo most of the time for example maybe you just have seven bullets left but you walk into a room and there's only four zombies but you're seriously going, if I can pull off their headshots, maybe an extra shot here or there, I could still leave with one or two bullets. That's the way I prefer to play. I don't like when you can stack up a ton of ammo, but then walk in a room with, you know, a relatively small amount of zombies and burn through it all. So, you know, it's just kind of hit or miss. Do you like it? Do you don't? 
like I said, the gunplay feels nice. I just wish those regular basic zombies weren't kind of bullet sponges. I think it would have helped out the game in other areas that I'll get to. The other thing there is, is there's an... I don't know how to describe it, but there's a prompt. When a zombie gets really close, he's going to grab you. And if you hit the X on the PS4 and you hit it fast enough, you can try to escape. Now, honestly, I never managed to do it. Hulking Yoda, who's on the podcast that you can find right here on Anchor, Lost at Sea Gaming, he was able to do it once, he told me. Maybe once, maybe twice. I never did it, and it sucks. Because once they grab you, they just bite the fool out of you. And let me just be clear. When it says tap X, I would get the X button to do the full circle motion it needed to do, filling up that bar, but it never let me escape. It just made it feel cheap. It made it feel annoying. I don't know what the intent was. I don't know what you had to do. I don't know if I was getting close, but never fully there. But honestly, it just it just didn't feel right. But I just got to hit one more time about the zombies. There were multiple times that I would shoot a zombie two or three headshots, he'd fall on the ground, and I'd walk up and I'd shoot him one more time just to make sure. Because I know in Resident Evil 2, you'd do a headshot or two, they'd fall to the ground, you'd hit them once, and maybe they'd grab it, and that was just the way to make sure they were dead. In this game, though, I would do that, and they would hop back up. And after so many headshots, it just didn't feel genuine. But that being said, guys, I've kind of ran that into the ground. Let's talk about the fun factor. And ultimately, the fun factor in this game is really high. I'm glad that it took 21 years but I finally got to fight Nemesis. I got to see what he was about. And I also have to say that to me, I enjoyed the way they did Nemesis in this game better than the way they did Mr. X in Resident Evil 2. In Resident Evil 2, he's almost constantly there, constantly on your tail. You're having to make breaks. Spend too long in one area, you're going to hear that doom, 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 doom as he's walking towards you. This game, you get a lot more time to explore, and I absolutely love that about this game. If you could have turned off Mr. X on like replays of Resident Evil 2, I would have loved that so much more. But in this game, I, I just I enjoyed it, man. It, it felt like scratching a 21-year-old itch, finally taking on Nemesis, facing my own fears from all that time ago. So I really had a lot of fun here. There was kind of one moment where I, there's like a chapter where you're Carlos, you're in a hospital. It's a cool stuff going on, but for whatever reason, I was getting kind of bored with the game. But the moment you know you get past that, get to the next area. I started liking it again. So I did have like one moment. It could have just been just the way I was feeling that day, whatever. But I also wanted to point out something as well. And that is a lot of people had issues with this game being $60 and only being a few hours long. A lot of people were saying they beat the game in five hours. I just want to point this out. I had a completion time of six hours and 30 minutes, but it actually took me a total gameplay time of nine hours and 15 minutes. When you beat the game, it actually shows you this on the result screen. So I don't know if a lot of people were only going by their completion time, but it, this isn't as short of a game as I think a lot of people think. I'm not saying everybody took nine hours. I'm sure some people definitely kind of were closer to that, you know, six or seven hour mark. But if you're worried that you're going to run through this game super quick, it, it's got some length to it. In all honesty, Resident Evil 2, if you would have taken just one of the Leon or Claire campaigns, you would have had a, a pretty similar runtime to this. It's just, you know, and maybe that's what they should have done. Maybe they should have used Carlos and some of the stuff that he does, like in one scene where they're like, oh, Carlos ran off to do something. Maybe they should have gave you more areas of Carlos or give you a, you know, a Jill campaign and a Carlos campaign. I think that could have really helped out as long as it didn't feel like padding, but in a way to naturally enhance the storytelling in this game. 
I think that could really helped helped out a lot of people as well, man. Felt like they really got the value. But that being said, there's actually a lot to like here. I think if you get a chance to play it, you should definitely play it. And with that being said, let's talk about my final score. My final score, 8.25. Honestly, the only thing that holds it back from a 9 or maybe even getting close to that 10 that Resident Evil 2 got was the the zombies and, and being bullet sponges for the basic zombies. Again, I get the tough guys. I get the pale zombies. But with your basic zombies, there could have been so much satisfying gunplay just taking them out one shot at a time, maybe two shots. But that being said, I mean, 8.25, still really solid. Well, with that being said, guys, I hope you enjoyed this review of Resident Evil 3. I hope if you haven't played it yet, maybe it's convinced you to try it out, or maybe maybe even, hey, you realize, nah, you spoke enough on it, I'm going to stay away from it. Either way, I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can always email me at thegraveyardgamer at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram at thegraveyardgamer, or you can see me almost daily tweeting or sending out pics of what I'm playing currently at thegraveyardg on Twitter. But until next time, I'll be creeping around the graveyard.